Okay. This is my little golden book about Johnny Appleseed by Lori Haskins Horan. Read by Mommy. Mommy and Sick. And Here we go. On a fine September day, more than 200 years ago, a boy named John Chapman was born. Someday he would be famous, but he would be known by a different name. Johnny Appleseed. Isn't he a cute baby? Johnny grew up in Massachusetts in a small, crowded house. He liked to take long walks in the woods where it was calm and quiet. He liked to feel the sun on his face and the earth under his bare feet. When Johnny turned 18, he took a very long walk, more than 400 miles. He brought along food, supplies, and a sack of apple seeds. See, Johnny had an idea. Settlers were starting to go west in covered wagons, looking for new places to live. Johnny figured they would want to eat apples and have them to press into cider. But there were no apple trees out west. Even if the settlers planted seeds, it would take years for trees to sprout and grow fruit. So why not give the settlers a head start. Johnny reached Pennsylvania and near a river he found a patch of land with rich soil and plenty of sunlight. The perfect place for growing apple trees. He planted some seeds and then he built a sturdy fence so that when the new seedlings came up deer and rabbits wouldn't eat them. It was his first nursery. That's what they call a place where fruit trees can grow. Nursery. Johnny planted more seeds, thousands of them, across Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Indiana. He worked and walked, and going from nursery to nursery to tend his trees. Meanwhile, the settlers came. Sure enough, they wanted apples. They were happy to pay Johnny a few cents a piece for seedlings, and sometimes he even gave them away to families who were down on their luck. People spread the word about Johnny and his apple trees, and that's how he got his nickname. Have you met Johnny Appleseed? He's mighty kind, people said. Mighty peculiar, too. It was true. For one thing, Johnny looked strange. He wore old, ragged pants. He cut holes in coffee sacks to make his shirt. And he didn't wear any shoes. By now, folks claimed his feet were so tough, a snake's fangs couldn't prick him. People even swore they saw Johnny wear a tin pot for a hat doesn't seem very comfortable to me or hygienic and then took his hat off 
and cooked his dinner in it. What? Johnny's diet was another thing. Uh-oh. There's our cuckoo clock. There he goes. Johnny's diet was another thing people couldn't get over. He didn't like to hurt animals, so he wouldn't eat meat. Not one bite. He'd fill up on corn mush and potatoes and nuts instead. And when night fell, Johnny liked to sleep outdoors. He'd settle into a hollow log or stretch out into a pile of leaves. It didn't even seem to worry him that bears and panthers roamed the woods. It was almost as if Johnny was a forest creature himself. Johnny might have been odd, but he was friendly. And he just got along with just about everyone he met. Native Americans shared their trails with him. They showed him which berries were safe to eat and how to make medicine from leaves and roots. Settlers invited Johnny into their cabins and asked him to tell stories. And sometimes they'd even read from the Bible. Good news, fresh out of heaven, he'd say. Other times he'd act out his own wild adventures. People retold Johnny's tales and made up new ones too. And as the years went by, the tales grew taller and taller. You know, do you know what they would say? They would say, did you know Johnny can thaw ice with his bare feet? Did you know that he has a tame wolf that follows him around like a puppy? Did you know that he once tricked 10 woodsmen into, chop, into a chopping contest and they cleared a whole acre of land for his nursery? It's hard to know if any of that was true or not. The stories wound their way east and west and back again. And so did Johnny. He traveled hundreds of miles a year making new nurseries and tending to the old ones. And every so often he rode a horse or paddled a canoe, but most of the time he walked and walked and walked. And he kept this up for nearly 50 years. And one day when he was 70 years old, Johnny walked through a snowstorm to fix a fence around some of his trees. Of course, afterward he fell ill and died. Johnny was sorely missed. But he was not forgotten, and neither was his great idea. As settlers moved further and further west, they carried along apple seeds just the way that Johnny had. They planted apple trees of their own. Today, apples grow in every state in America. The apples that grew on Johnny's trees were mostly what we call Bitters, and that means that they're just too sour to eat. But settlers used to make them into apple cider and apple vinegar. And Johnny's worn out clothes made him look poor, but he wasn't. When he died, he owned over a thousand acres of land. Now, there's a monument for Johnny in Indiana near the spot where he died. And the stone lists both of his names, Johnny Chapman and Johnny Appleseed. And underneath it said, he lived for others. And Johnny probably walked more than 100,000 miles in his lifetime. 
Wouldn't it be great if people said of you that you lived for others? Yeah, me too. That'd be good. Okay, the end.